Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? What are you? An idiot sandwich. Idiot sandwich what? An idiot sandwich, Chef Ramsay. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Congratulations, you're a meathead, son. But you know what? Don't ever put your hands on my underwear. This is Where's the lamb yeah, I mean, you really don't want to make friends around here, do you? I... I didn't come here for that. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Snap Back to Reality. I'm your host, Riley Ennis, and this is episode 45. And once again, I am joined by a special guest. This time, I have my dear friend, Raquel. Hi, Raquel. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for being, I want to say back, but you weren't ever on this <laughs> podcast. Um, Raquel was my first ever guest host for my other podcast, Decom and Carry On, which I will put out episode two eventually. <laughs> I had it planned. I know what we're doing, but I just have to get it recorded. And it might be tomorrow like that I do the recording. We'll see what happens. Um, so this week we are talking about another iconic VH1 reality show, and I'm really excited because Raquel is joining me to discuss I Love New York. New York is in the mother... Can I curse? I yes, can curse. Yeah, you the can motherfucking curse. house! <laughs> <laughs> this was so much fun to go back to and watch, and I had watched a little bit of it recently for when I was on Rewind the Love with uh, Sonia and Mike, um, and that... I, but I didn't watch the whole season because I didn't have time to. So it was fun to go back and like really get into it. And especially these last like few episodes before the finale are so good. Oh my God. She, she's just, she's everything. And she is the queen of reality TV. And I, I love watching her. I really do. Uh, yeah. Um, I really, I think I really appreciated her so much more this time around because when I was yeah. young and impressionable and watching it the first time, I really bought into like the villain narrative. And even when I was watching I Love New York, I was like, ugh, she's so annoying. But. Oh yeah, I did too. I thought that she was, I, I bought into the villain thing too. And I was a lot more judgmental about people's character yes. and not really, and, and really young and naive. So I was like, oh, this is actually how she is. What a <laughs> terrible person. <laughs> and you don't appreciate them for like the actually really dynamic and cool reality TV show characters that they are. But yeah, I get it. You're just like, yeah. Them. Yeah. And also I guess not admitting that I actually enjoy watching this it, it, yes. even though it is a train wreck and like she is a terrible person and she's being a villain and she's like you know forming all these plots but like it's it's entertaining and I'm still watching it so mm-hmm. and I didn't admit to that then but now I'm like oh absolutely I love yeah, it exactly because we've grown and we've matured and we understand that yes. this does not make us like a low like a low intellect uh it's for the plebs like kind of <laughs> you know but now I get Absolutely. it. So other than that, what was your experience? Like, how old were you? When were you first watching the show? Okay, so the show, what year did the show air? Uh, it aired in 2007, January 2007. So I guess we're in the 13th anniversary of it. Okay, so I definitely didn't watch it while it aired. I remember just watching constant reruns of that in all of the VH1 reality TV shows. The mm-hmm. only reality TV shows I've ever watched were on VH1. I just that's that's the one that it was accessible to me and it was always on so like all of the I loves that's all I ever watched mm-hmm. so I was in late high school like definitely mid to late high school when I was watching these shows very impressionable very young very just like yeah 
Yeah, I I was probably a little bit younger. I think I did watch it as it aired because um, I, I know for a fact that I definitely watched the season two premiere of Flavor of Love like as it aired. Uh, and I think I probably did the same for um, I Love New York and Rock of Love and everything else. But it's been so long. I haven't gone back and rewatched this one at all. I had gone back and rewatched Flavor of Love a few years ago. So that one was kind of fresh in my mind. This was so brand new to me. I couldn't, I didn't remember so much about what happened. And I just had like the vaguest memories of things. One of the things that I could remember, and I'm so happy, like remains true for me at least, is that Onyx was my favorite and I still stand for Onyx. Okay, I'm trying to remember who Onyx was. He got elim- He gets eliminated in episode four. And that's the episode that I uh, talk about with Sonia and Mike on their podcast. Oh, okay. I have um, to like look him up or something. He doesn't really, I don't really remember he's him. He's really hot. I just remember <laughs> always having a crush on him. And then I was like worried I was going to go back and look at him and be really like embarrassed because I've done that with other people I used to have like intense crushes on. And I was like, yeah. what was wrong with me? Um, so but, he's still hot. You still oh no, Onyx hot. is so hot. <laughs> Onyx <laughs> is really hot. And he's like the most normal one. And he obviously is just like kind of there for like laughs and he's not taking it seriously. So nice. I can like, you know, I appreciate that. He calls Sister Patterson out on her bullshit. Um, oh. Not like that's directly. Dangerous. Not like direct. Well, that's that. That's what he gets eliminated that episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's like not directly, but it's more like uh, they go to church and she's really carrying on and, you know, screaming and feeling the Holy Spirit. And he goes on later to say, like, when he's talking to some of the other guys, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm not saying she's not a religious woman, but I think she was putting it on for the cameras. Ooh. Oh, hot take. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Um, And he's also, I still, I follow him on Instagram now and he posts some really like woke shit. Uh, He posted this really great meme about like toxic masculinity. Um, He posted this other thing. Like it was like a Tupac quote about how they got money for wars, but not to feed people. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. He like reposted that. So I was just like, you go. Okay, Onyx. Onyx. Does he go by his, that Instagram handle? Yeah, it's like Onyx VH1. And I was like, Uh, it has been 13 years, so we can move on. But that is his personality now. That's how he's known. That's his brand. So it it was fun to go back and rewatch all Mm -hmm. this and like rediscover everything. Yeah, I had a grand old time watching this. And then watching this, like, freaking 480p quality on Hulu. (laughs) I was like, this is not going, this is not meshing well with my big-ass TV. But it was was also adding to the nostalgia. Yeah, taking you back to what, how how do we used to watch television? I don't understand it. I don't know. A cable subscription? What is, I have no, I've have not had one of those ever so so let's get into the background of the show we kind of talked about it a little bit and there's not too much um because it's kind of just straightforward these vh1 i love those blank of love sort of Mm -hmm. things were so formulaic and the same thing each time but um like i it obviously was a a spinoff of flavor of love after new york was not chosen uh not once but twice in both seasons one and two she was left by flave um it started airing in january 2007 like i mentioned and the premiere was actually the most watched series debut in vh1 history and you know what it deserves it because it's just that good i can believe it i can believe that new york drew in those sort of numbers 
that's not oh, yeah. surprising to me at all. I mean, there's a reason they gave her the spinoff, and there, there's a reason why they put her on Flavor of Love, too, in, like, the most unorthodox way, because mm-hmm. she wasn't at the beginning of Flavor of Love. They, like, snuck her in <laughs> halfway through the elimination. Flavor's like, oh, I was surprised for y'all, and then he, she walks in screaming like she does. Yeah. And then at the end of the that episode, it's revealed that she's going to be part of the contestants. So she made a mark on VH1, and yeah. they were very right to give her her own show so in july 2006 vh1 published a casting call looking for contestants for their new series tentatively titled the flavorette but i wonder like really who else was could have been in the running yeah oh i don't know i know maybe pumpkin but there's really no one else that made as much of an impact on the series right i i would i would not like, all of the rest of the contestants don't really make a mark on my memory like New York does. Mm-hmm. Maybe Pumpkin, but, I mean, we see them all again later on in Charm School anyway. So, before the second season finale of Flavor of Love, um, there were rumors kind of swirling around that New York was going to be the, the flavorette. I, it's so weird to say that. Um, but she was denying it, but then when the season two finale was aired, she did confirm she was the, the flavorette. I hate that. <laughs> I don't like this. I'm it, glad that they didn't go with this she name. She confirmed she was the flavorette and that she was already down to the final three contestants, which is the episode that we watched today. Yep. <laughs> um, so this is the penultimate episode of the season, if you don't count the reunion special. Mm-hmm. Um, so you wanted to talk about, did you just want to talk about the line that Chance said? I, I mean, it's iconic. <laughs> gonna mention it whether or not we wanted we, we, to or not let's talk about it yeah <laughs> fine I talk okay about it regardless so I wanted to talk about the finale because the finale had chance like chance goes off so many times throughout the entire season but he really just like this moment in the finale really takes the cake when they're in Mexico and they're having dinner chance and tango with New York and I don't even know why they started fighting. I it never know why. It was they like start. New York said that Tango said Chance wasn't real, I think, because he had said, like, he's, oh, he's such a performer. Oh, yeah, something like that. And of course, Chance gets really offended. He starts, he starts mouthing off. He starts screaming. He gets up. The producers get in the shot. I'm like, oh shit, the producers are out in the <laughs> shot. Know. It's going to go down. They're breaking <laughs> he, the fourth wall. <laughs> yep. And he just is screaming and he starts like hitting a, a palm tree and he's like, fuck these banana trees. And I'm just. Oh yeah, and he's like, he's like, I'll take him down, <laughs> and he's like shaking one almost or something, and then the producers, the producers like, I don't really know what to do, <laughs> I, like if he wants to take it out of the trees, then that's fine, rather the trees than Tango, but not only did he like misidentify a palm tree. <laughs> By calling them banana trees, but he was very angry at the banana trees, and that moment has just stuck with me for such a long time. I think it's the funniest shit ever, <laughs> <laughs> and but that's why the only reason why I wanted to talk about the finale. And I was down for that because I do like to like have my guests choose the episodes usually, but I watched the rest of the finale and I was like, this isn't that remarkable compared to some of the other things that happen in some of the other episodes. So I wanted to just, like, let's get it out here and fuck the banana trees up front. And then <laughs> what do you think of the episode that I suggested, though? Because I suggested episode nine, which is the episode before that. 
Um, it actually ended up being way more entertaining. There was just a lot more going on. More plots, subplots, <laughs> plots of the plots. <laughs> there's Yeah, there's a lot that happens, and there's a lot of really golden lines that I'm so excited yes. to get to. Um, yes. So, season one, episode nine, like I mentioned, this was called Mama's Boys. We get our little previously on, so it just kind of shows us that Sister Patterson, who is, of course, New York's mother, um, and Chance have clashed many times before. On the very first episode. Yeah. Yeah, she's screaming at him, like, you are freaking out of here! Because Chance just, like, gets in on it with her with Sister so Patterson. I, I remember, it was, because I... I picked up from where I left off, so it's been, like, a couple of months since I watched, like, the first four episodes of the season, but from what I remember, he was, like, being so chill and cool, like, the first time he met her, and it was just like, hey, how are you? Like, very respectful, and she just immediately took a disliking to him, and she was immediately rude to him, that's why he was like, all right, fuck this, then I'm not gonna try, and then that's how come they, like, had always butted heads after that. Oh, see, I thought it was, um, I remember a moment in the first episode during their, like, their mixer that he interrupted sister patterson talking to another contestant see he did do that but it was because he was like trying to bring her a drink because he thought that that would be polite oh okay that's awkward well but we know that sister patterson isn't very the nicest person so. yeah and she she make once you make an a, impression on her she kind of holds oh, yeah. tight to that for a while and she it will be absolutely an, does an immediate impression yep um which i think is interesting because we're gonna i i I have some thoughts on the impressions that the other mothers made on her in this episode. Okay. I'm interested to hear what you think. Um, so otherwise on the previously on, New York and Tango got into a huge fight in was it the previous episode or two episodes before that when the was it when the girlfriends come over? Yeah, it was when their exes come over. I love that we get um an episode with their exes and an episode with their moms. I know, they're just covering all the bases. Like New York is gonna find her love. Mm -hmm. Th through any means necessary <laughs> well real has claimed that he's falling for new york and then tango also told new york that he loved her so that all happened previously mm -hmm. so we get our theme song and then it opens with new york smoking a cigarette of course <laughs> naturally uh she kind of tells us in her talking head that after last night's el elimination we have three men left there's tango chance and real and of course one will be going home tomorrow so it just kind of establishes the theme of this episode a little bit, um, that Chance and Real are in each other's direct competition because they are brothers. So Chance kind of has a talking head where he says his own brother is the competition, and then Real gets a talking head where he's like, I'm not worried about my brother. I'll take him out when it's time to take him out. Oh, yeah. I'll become Kane and destroy Abel, but right now we're just worried about old Tango. Oh, yeah, I really appreciate that uh, allusion to a really nasty story in the bible uh yeah i mean i guess he knows his uh biblical history yeah so new york walks out of her room and she finds a letter from tango um it apparently says i pray to god you continue to play the right hand with true love sir tango sir I, tango i almost couldn't get through the end of that when i got to the sir <laughs> sir tango oh man which you never know how New York is going to react to things because I could see if this came from someone else, she'd be like, what kind of gay bullshit is this? And you know, they would like hurt, blink, bleep out gay and bullshit. Mm -hmm. So you just hear like bleep, bleep, bleep. 
Yeah, I don't think she would react the same way if it came from, like, Chance, for example. She expects a certain kind of erratic mm-hmm. behavior from Chance, so. Yeah. But from Sir Tango, she, she absolutely adored it. She thinks it's sweet, and she says it's so typically Tango, though. Mm-hmm. So she changes into, like, shorts and a crop tank top, I guess, specifically to go talk to him because she wants to, like, you know, like, wiggle around and turn him on a little bit. Oh, yeah. Those, those moments are a little hard to watch because it's like these shows just all of the i love shows on vh1 were like softcore porn almost they got they just showed almost everything i heard all the noises because it's like their mics were still on while they were making out Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was intense and then for my like 17 year old like late high school self i was just like wow there's a lot going on here I was really struck by that because, yeah, I didn't realize how graphic it was back when I was watching it when I was, like, 13. I was like, this is fine, whatever. And then, like, now that I've grown up and seen actual, like, television and movies and things where, like, people kiss, it's not like that. I think watching it now, it was a lot more shocking. Oh, yeah. Now I'm like, think of the children. (laughs) This is on TV. But, yeah, watching this when I was that young, it was... I didn't realize how just how much they show Mm -hmm. and just being steeped in that kind of pop culture because I watched a lot of these VH1 shows so to me it's like very normal or I guess I should say it was very normal to like see you know 15 people in a house together drinking at 7 a.m. because they woke up and they want to party (laughs) and I was like yeah this is fine and then I go back and I watch these shows after not having seen them for 10 years and I was like wow this is really shocking and like fucked up that the producers (laughs) put these people through this kind of like psychological and like I don't know physical just like health-wise torment like they're poor livers oh I know they they really do like give in to full-on hedonism in these houses which like I guess I would too if I were in that position what else are you gonna do they like stick them in this house and give them like nothing to do but all this alcohol and food what else are they gonna do I guess um so we get a little flashback um of New York and Tango in Palm Springs in the previous episode of Tango telling her that he loved her and so she kind of sits on his lap and she's like you know ever since we left Palm Springs like I can't get you off my mind and and they like cuddle and make out a little bit and mm-hmm. just talk about how they like like each other but New York says that she's afraid that he will be into her and then he'll pull the rug out from under her at the last minute yeah which stems from the ex-girlfriend episode right like she has the worries because he was maybe having feelings for his ex well I don't even know if he necessarily was I think she just kind of said that just either to cause drama or because she perceived it because like one of the things is that he asked she asked like well would you go back to her like do you still love her at all and then like he her she was right there and I felt like he was pausing to choose his words carefully so he didn't like offend this person who was also sitting right next to him (laughs) but she's like you're hesitating that means you'd still love her (laughs) but I think he was just trying to figure out like how do I say this nicely like no I don't want anything to do with you while you're right next to me yeah very awkward um but I also think that her feelings come from Flav taking her all the way to the finale twice in a row and then not choosing her oh absolutely I think she is really worried about doing that again and so I guess let's just I'm gonna go ahead and just spoil the ending of this show because I want to talk about this moment though Mm -hmm. So Tango is the one that she ends up choosing in the finale. And then, did you watch the reunion at all? 
I watched the moment from it. Okay. But go ahead and remind me. So the reunion wasn't on Hulu, but I found it on Daily Motion, so I watched it and New York and Tango hadn't seen each other for four months since the finale because the show was airing. They needed to keep separated so they didn't spoil it. Yeah. He breaks up with her on stage at the reunion because of the things that she says about his mom in this episode. Yes, I do remember that. So I just think that, one, I just this episode is actually so important, like mm-hmm. even more important than the finale in some ways because of like what it leads to. Um, and then just the fact that she, you know, I don't know, I guess it was the producers telling her to say this or she said this of her own at this point, but they didn't know that's exactly what was going to happen. It was like, he's going to be into you. Like, to the point of him proposing to her at the finale. Yeah. And then he truly does, like, pull the rug out from her because he comes out on stage. She's so happy to see him. He kisses her. Like, she's sitting next to him. And then he just drops the bomb. Yeah, but I don't blame him. Like, they were mean to his mom. No. Oh, no. God, no. Like, New York is a mean person in this, like, episode. (laughs) Like, genuinely. Yeah. Um, And any kind of person who has any sort of respect for their mother, I feel like, would not be with that person. Oh, no. I, like, I was shocked by how she ended up treating her and Sister Patterson treating uh, Tango's mom. So, yeah. So, later on, it's um, time to find out what's happening, which we've already spoiled. Chamo delivers a letter to Real Chance and Tango saying that she'll be meeting the guy's moms. So, Real and Chance's mom is going to come that day, and then Tango's mom will be coming the next day. Mm Mm-hmm. So, oh, I just wanted to point out, this was just, like, a real quick little scene of them talking about, like, their uh, stallionaires group. And that's, oh. like, all that happens. We have stallionaires that, like, quick... for life. Stallionaires for life. <laughs> that quick little scene and how they're going to wear their merch for the day. But they're not there to promote their group at all. They just no. wear their merch every single day. Right. No. I mean, they're not there to promote. They're just stallionaires for life. You know. Okay. So, I looked up stallionaires on Spotify and okay. <laughs> I listened to that first song like you told me to. Does it she is, love me? It is weird, good, but like it's like if One Direction did poppy, poppy. I don't even want to call it like hip hop in any way because it's so poppy. It's not. It's pop. It's catchy. <laughs> it it is a bop. I was shocked. I was because like, I looked it up. I looked up the Stallionaires too. And um, I thought that they had at least one album, but I didn't see an album. Mm-mm. They just had, like, four singles or something. And that first song, Does She Love Me, I always found myself, like, swaying back and forth to it. I'm like, oh, my God, this is catchy. <laughs> and it's not what I ever would have expected. No, I thought it was going to be, especially from their persona, like, Chance's persona specifically. Because we'll come to find out later in this episode that I think they were raised in a very privileged lifestyle. Oh yeah, like, and it's a so it their first couple of singles were pop, poppy kind of with a little bit of hip hop, a little bit of like rap. It's kind of like what you would hear today, kind of overproduced. But then um, in 2017, they the Stallionaires came out with another single in 2017. Wait, and in I, 2017? Yeah, it's called "I'm Getting It," and oh. I think it's Chance rapping. He's just rapping about how he's still making money. He's still getting everything. He's flexing. And I was like, okay, that sounds like what I thought they, the kind of music that they would make. Interesting. Well, I have to go back and listen to the newest single uh, from three years ago. But yeah, yeah, I, I, 
quite was quite surprised by the group because I felt like it or the sound of the group because I felt like it didn't quite match up with their aesthetic but it was good Oh, yeah. I was pleasantly surprised by their music. And I think even if they did just have like rap, because I like rap too, and which is what I was expecting, or just some sort of hip hop. But mm-hmm. no, this was good. <laughs> I highly recommend your listeners to go listen to the Stallionaires. Check it out. Yeah, let's get the Stallionaires uh, Get onto some the Stallionaires merch. Yeah. In 2020, Stallionaires. <laughs> Stallionaires in, memory, in memory of real. Exactly. So Chamo opens the door to reveal a woman in a cowgirl hat who I thought at first glance was Sister Patterson. Oh. <laughs> when you just see her silhouette with her cowgirl hat, and I was like, oh, there's Sister Patterson. But nope, it's real in chances, Mom. Yep. <laughs> who Did she just naturally, like, does she always wear a cowgirl hat? Or did they tell her to bring it so that she could match Sister P? I don't know. I mean, real kept saying that he was he grew up around horses so maybe this is a thing that she wears maybe they just wear she wears cowboy hats i don't know so uh they both come running down the stairs to hug her it's really cute um and they both get talking heads about how happy they are to see them mm-hmm. uh, or to see their mom um and real just says that she was looking all pretty and that he loves it when his mom dresses up yeah that was cute it was so cute <laughs> Uh, so then New York and the actual Sister Patterson come walking down the stairs and Sister Patterson is also wearing a cowgirl hat. So. And fucking cow print chaps. <laughs> they were amazing. I thought they were just pants, like whole cow print pants. But later on, you see that, no, they are chaps oh my God. around her jeans that are cow print. It's a whole look. <laughs> I was dying. Um, so for the longest time, I did not get chance and real's mother's name i couldn't figure yeah i didn't figure that out till like halfway through their date together (laughs) so i just kept writing in my notes mama real chance mama real chance (laughs) the flavorette i don't know so she says immediately that new york is beautiful and that she gets it from her mom and so um this is kind of where i was thinking about like sister patterson and her first impressions yeah and i think sister patterson looked at this woman and she saw her like she was saw someone who was similar to age in her she saw someone who dressed nicely because they obviously have a very similar sense of style yep. um and then a, someone who immediately complimented her oh I feel yeah like she was just like okay so this is an equal that i'm speaking to and especially later on when they go and see the place where she lives and like the kind of wealth that they obviously come from mm-hmm. she's like oh yes yes this is a woman that is like can stand beside me as an equal yeah and from if you've watched any of the episodes leading up to this you can tell that both the sister patterson and new york kind of they're really harsh about how they judge people they judge Mm -hmm. people really harshly based on their appearance um and every and even going forward with anything that new york ever uh appeared in she was just like really harsh on people for their appearance if they weren't skinny if they weren't like glamming themselves up and it comes to light even more when they go meet tango's mom but oh yeah we'll get to that um so yes new york says that they're all gonna go to temecula to check out real and chance's family horse ranch because like i said they grew up on a horse ranch i didn't realize that this was their family's ranch yeah i thought this was just a random horse ranch no this is their ranch oh my god these are like chance's horses (laughs) So that, okay, so that made that one scene where Chance is just, like, caressing the horses to, to very gentle music. And I was 
like, okay, I don't know why you just made a very quick connection with these horses. No, now so it makes sense. This is, and that's why they're the stallionaires, is because they grew up on a horse ranch. Well, I mean, you could just call yourself a stallion. No, I, that's specifically why. But now, they grew yeah, up on a horse I mean, ranch. I got that he grew up with horses. I didn't know he grew up with those horses. Yes, and so I think he, at one point he calls the horse that he goes to like see like the number one stallion in the world or something. Like, I think they're, like, prize-winning Those are expensive horses. horses. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. They're all, like, Arabian horses. So. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Lots of so, wealth. So, yeah, okay. they obviously come from wealth and privilege, and it's just interesting because you can see, like, the effect of just, you know, growing up around, like, black culture and hip-hop culture. Like, of course, they would listen to that. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see that that's, like, the, the difference between real and chance because I feel like real is being authentic of, like, yeah, this is my background and this is the stuff that I'm interested in and this is kind of, like, the marriage and my personality. Yeah. Whereas chance seems very, like, put upon and, like, wants to make himself out to be like more you know streetwise than yep. i'm sure he actually is because he grew up on a horse ranch in like the middle of <laughs> like temecula <laughs> okay a lot of things make a lot more sense now all right uh, so they're in the limo on the way there and they pop some bottles they're drinking champagne and so sister patterson immediately starts to grill Mama Real Chance, <laughs> Claudia, <Mama Real> Chance. <laughs> uh, about the boys. Um, so she's like, oh, well, Chance is very wild, isn't he? And, you know, what can Claudia say that's, like, agreeing but also, like, not being a bitch to her son? So she's like, oh, yeah, you know, he can kind of be out of control sometimes. Um, she does say that Real is very compassionate and spiritual and even said something about, like, sending a four-page letter with rose petals in it. Like, who would do that these days? I don't know, but... Did Real actually do that to someone? That is really sweet, but also I'm kind of thinking if I would read a four-page letter of somebody, if, like, Gary sent it to me. I mean, (laughs) Real and Chance are only 24 and 25, so if this is something that happened, like, five years prior, like, as a young... I could see, like, a 20-year-old sending, like, a letter and, like... Oh, yeah. Receiving a a letter as a 20-year-old, like, woman and being like, oh, my God, four pages and rose petals. Oh, yeah. So... For Chance's behavior, do you think that most of it was put on for the camera, or do you think that's how he acts? I think that's how he acts, but I think that's just, like, a persona that he's given himself and not okay. doesn't come naturally to him. Okay. Interesting. I, I think he – I think a lot of it's put on for the camera. I think, I think that he exaggerates a lot of stuff for the camera. I think that he – yeah, he just, like – hyperbolizes it i don't know what the mm, I'm yeah to say like the re his reactions are bigger than they might necessarily be but they're still kind of in line with that sort of like persona that he's already given himself yeah you're probably right um <laughs> i love sister patterson's talking head here where she says i would truly welcome real in with open arms into my family if chance becomes my son-in-law i'll kill him <laughs> she is like, like i'll dead, kill him she is dead serious oh yeah <laughs> She she thought in her mind how she would do it. I have no doubt. Like, she's, she's like, I have the arsenic. It's in my bag. Her little black bag of tricks, which she called later. Yeah. <laughs> which it, like, genuinely was a black was. bag of tricks. <laughs> and she was dead serious. She did not like Chance at all. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So they pull up onto the ranch, and we see that the limo is a stretch Hummer. Oh, God. Remember Very those? 2007. Now, Absolutely. I looked up the distance between L.A., because I'm assuming they're in L.A. proper and Temecula, yeah. and it's, like, 
I'm not from Southern California. It says it's an hour and 45 minutes, probably longer with traffic, naturally. How many times do you think did they have to stop for gas to fill up their stretch <laughs> oh. limo Hummer? How much, yeah, how much gas does a stretch limo Hummer take? Unless it just has, like, the most massive tank ever and you just put, like, $500 worth of gas in at a time. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. And they took that thing, like, all the way over to... It was, I'm sure it was a two hour drive because I'm sure there was traffic. Ugh. That's insane. That's so bad for the environment. Well, it was 2007. We didn't care about the environment. I hope Hummer limos are slowly fading into the distance. I think they're a thing of the past. I feel like it's mostly standard limousines if you're going to do one. Do kids still take limos to prom? I never took a limo. I had to drive myself to prom my (laughs) junior year because my boyfriend at the time couldn't drive. What a jerk. (laughs) (sighs) I did not. I didn't go to prom, but I just wonder if kids do take limos to prom these days. I think they, I'm sure they still do. I just hope they're not Hummer limos. I hope so. I really do. Those things are so ugly. I very much associate a Hummer limo with 2007. Absolutely. Uh, Oh yeah. It's, that is what defines those years. (laughs) See, this is what I was, we were talking in our our friends group chat the other day about like how our friends don't think that 2000 to 2009 had a definitive personality. And I was like, it does. It's just tacky. It's so, it is tacky. It's summer limos and side bangs and jeans underneath skirts. Yes. (laughs) Layers on layers on layers. Oh my God. And then because I knew I would find something, I was like, I Googled Ashley Tisdale 2004. And the first picture that came up, I was like, that's it. That's the vibe. Yep. And then like obscenely low hip hugger jeans yes butt cracks everywhere light washed in them and now they're coming back hip hugger jeans are coming back no i I'm refuse like, you you can pry my high-waisted jeans off of my cold dead ass okay so much anxiety and time and like mental energy wasted in middle school worrying about my underwear peeking out over my low-rise jeans which was inevitable Ugh. Well, it's not also that, but like people like me and I don't know, 80 percent, 85 to 90 percent of every other person in school cannot pull off those kinds of jeans. You have to truly have like an hourglass figure if you want to avoid the muffin top or just if you want to avoid looking like looking terrible. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, okay, I'm not going to wear these because they look awful. And so you're just like super insecure about that because you can't wear what's in style and what's in trend. And these things are coming back now. Absolutely not. (laughs) Uh, No way. You're making a stand. Oh yeah. It, it ended in the late, in the early two thousands. They're going to die and they're going to fade away. (laughs) You can stuff them all in the Hummer limos and just like send them off to space. I'm done with all of them. We're not having okay, this. Please, Elon Musk, if you're listening, please stuff all of the hip hugger jeans into a Hummer limo and launch that into space. Please. And that will prove to me that you're not a supervillain because I yeah. genuinely believe that he is. <laughs> okay, I have to pick your brain about that later. Oh, I've said that since 2012. <laughs> I've said that since the minute I learned his name. I said that's the name of a supervillain. Right. We'll have to see. That'll be my third podcast is like my rant, just endless rants against Elon Musk. He'll probably have me killed. Oh, yes. Okay. I hope not. So anyway, back to the Hummer limo on the ranch. They stop there. So they all get out. Real and Chance immediately like run over to their horse paddock because their horses, the guy go say hi. Yeah. 
Um, and they try to lead New York into the little, like, paddock thing, and she's really reluctant. Oh, um, in the flat. Because she's had a bad experience yes, with yes. horses before. So she's nervous. She absolutely does not want to ride a horse. And then it flashes back to that episode of Flavor of Love where she was, like, on the horse and it's, like, just <laughs> galloping through a wheat field or some shit. And she's screaming. <laughs> I, I do. I really appreciate, like, the horror music that played. <laughs> like, the editing team did not disappoint. Oh, with, the editing was so good this With episode. the music and, like, the du- the really cheesy, crappy graphics they mm-hmm. insert into the show. I really appreciate it. It just made me laugh so hard. I love it. Um, so, yeah, Real has a cute little talking head where he just talks about how much he loves horses since he was raised around them, and he loves to get other people, like, interested in horses as well. Mm-hmm. And then Chance, <laughs> Chance leads New York over to this horse, and he has, like, her have some, like, hay or a carrot or some shit in her oh. hand to feed the horse, which if you've ever been around a horse and you've fed a horse, you know you're supposed to, like, hold out your hand yeah. flat, and the horse, like, just picks it up off your hand. But New York is freaking out oh yeah crying and like crying crying having a panic attack and chance he says (laughs) with so much seriousness in his voice like he's never been so serious about anything in his life he says don't disrespect mother horse keep your hand flat she will not hurt you keep your hand flat (laughs) it's the best thing like that's his true true self i think is like out there with that horse like Mm -hmm. not how he acts when he's with New York or talking to the other guys and, like, threatening to beat up Mr. Boston. It's, like, when he's out with the horses and he's just, like, I love them. Don't disrespect them. Yeah, he was there. They cut to him, like, kind of chasing around the horse and, like, wrangling with it a little bit Mm -hmm. and, like, dancing with it. And I'm, like, it doesn't look like you know how to calm down horses because now they're just running around. But I think that this is exactly what you wanted, that you're having the time of your life seeing your horses and playing with them like this. Yeah, exactly. Like, he turned into a little kid. Yeah. Um, So, New York feeds the horse, and, like, she's like, oh, actually, that was kind of cool. And she's like, oh, I owe Chance a kiss. And then Sister Patterson just drags her, like, physically drags her away. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So we see Chance wrangling, wrangling, whatever you want to say, the horses. Um, and New York says that he's got some voodoo-type hold over the horses. And then we get that fun editing moment where it, like, goes all wispy screen. It, like, kind of zooms in on him and has, like, the... Oh, yeah. Oh, it's like a dream yeah. moment. Yeah. And you hear, like, the dream chimes that happen <laughs> in the background. Again, amazing editing team. <laughs> Um, and Real is, like, annoyed because, like you said, he's just riling the horses up and they just start, like, running around in a circle. And he's like, well, no one's going to, like, be able to get them. And Real says, if she wants a person that's wild all the time, that's what she's going to get. He's not wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, New York says that Chance was hard to ignore just because he was so excited and full of energy and she fawns over him. <laughs> and then one of the greatest talking heads, maybe of the entire, like, season, but she says... <laughs> Seeing Chance stroke those horses made me want to stroke <laughs> something else. Like, she makes that like hand that gesture. That hand gesture. <laughs> she strokes her entire arm like up to her shoulder. Yeah. And I was like, ma'am, how big do you think his dick is? <laughs> She's about that dick. Yeah. As it, she as she continues to talk about it, like in every subsequent interview that I've seen her in, she has no problem talking about it. 
Um, I just love, you know what, this is something else I love. We love a sexually liberated woman in 2007 who wasn't afraid to put herself out there. Oh, yeah. I really appreciate it, especially now. Mm -hmm. But absolutely. I don't remember how she was treated in 2007. I'm assuming probably not great. But in 2020, we, we love a woman who's out and proud and wants to have sex and wants to stroke that big monster <laughs> we stand we stand get in new york so it's time for lunch and they have this nice little like lunch spread set up outside there's a fancy little like table it was a cute little area i really like it was so cute there was like a little lake in the background it was beautiful like imagine growing up there i beautiful. can't i can't imagine it's beautiful um, so New York sits next to Chance and Real's like up making a plate and Real asks her if she wants children. She says, yes, I want three. And Real's oh, like, you yeah. want a 20-something year old child too? <laughs> and Chance <laughs> says, who's that? And Real goes, you. Oh my God. I, it, it is interesting watching the dynamic between Real and Chance because Real is like, he's younger than Chance. I don't remember who's older. I think Real was younger than Chance. I thought Real was older. He, he looks more, older. He looks more mature. He seems more mature. I don't know. I think I read somewhere that he was younger or saw somewhere that he was younger. But I They're mean, only a year more... apart regardless. Oh, so well, they're like very close yeah. in age. Yeah, they're like 24, 25 regardless. Like, I don't know who's who, but they're definitely really close in age together. Um, but I'm sure I, they had another brother too. They have another brother, M- Mikey. They have two other brothers, I think. Actually, yeah, he's on both, the Stallionaire album art. Yeah, who's um, they're younger than him, so I don't know what like the age ranges are for all of them. So New York is like giving all of her attention to Chance during this lunch. She's like giggling and kissing Chance all over. Um, Sister Pat, so much PDA. I would never do this right, in front of my mom. In front of your mother, but also like her, his brother, who you're also dating right there. Oh yeah, you know, despite that whole like weird cringy thing. Uh, and Sister Patterson's telling Real that Chance isn't right for New York. He's, she's like, oh, do you think your brother's right for her? And Real's like, no. And poor Claudia is just like looking concerned because like, what can she do in all of this? I really want to know. Like, it, it makes for good TV, but just having two brothers compete for New York, it was going to get weird. It was going to get really weird, yeah. and it got really weird. They, this is the point where it got the weirdest. Someone should have gone home before this. Yeah, I think so. Um, and so she's basically just ignoring Real, even though he's literally sitting right next to her. Sister Patterson's like, oh, I was so embarrassed with her and her talking head. And so then, at one point, Real even, like, yells. He's like, I'm speaking to you, Tiffany. Like using her like government yeah. name and everything, <laughs> and she doesn't she doesn't even acknowledge him. Um yeah, and there was another point where uh, he's freaking out, Chance is freaking out, and New York is like, "I'm getting up, I'm going, I'm mm-hmm. leaving." And then she gets up, and as she's getting up, Chance like grabs, grabs her, her by the pants, by or the waist, and like and just like pushes her back down yeah. in her chair. And I was like, if I was Sister Patterson. I would be getting up and just mauling his face off. Well, so she yells at him. She's like, do not grab her by the waist. Um, oh, I wouldn't just yell. I would be getting up and just, like, going after him. Like, Chance is about to yeah, die. I'm, I've got to say I am a little disappointed that Claudia didn't say something to him in that moment. 
That's right. Oh, yeah, that's kind of Because she was right but... there, and she could have been, like, Chance, or, well, his real name was, like, Kamal, I think. She's, yeah. She does call him Kamal at one point. She's like, Kamal, I could have taught, I taught you better than that. Like, do not touch a woman like that. Right. Oh, that's, ooh, that's kind of, yeah. but, I mean, that also explains why he has lived for 20-something years and still acts like this, because mm-hmm. he's just gotten away with it. Yeah. See, it's always the parents' fault. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Claudia even has a little talking head and says that Chance is wild, a little wild, and real. She thinks that Real is a better man for New York, just because he is like he's a more mature person. Yeah, and there was also a point where Real kept calling Chance Flavor Flav Number Two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the editors put in the graphic, or wait, that's later on. That's later but, on. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll get to that part. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the the brothers are just fighting. New York has said that she finds it very erotic that they're fighting, so she is just living for this. Um, but which she, is gross. She, I don't. I would not use that word to describe that. But okay. Says specifically erotic and sexy. It's not. Uh, it's not. <laughs> And then she decides that she needs to talk to Real alone, so she asks them to go for a walk together around the lake, and Chance makes sort of, like, a threatening comment. It's, like, something like, well, when you come back, he like, his arm better not be around you, or something like that. Um, and Sister Patterson yells at him again, and then she has a talking head, which I think is really significant and telling, mm-hmm. where she says that she thinks Chance is an undercover abuser type. Oh, yeah. Like, that is... I at that... do not disagree with her. No, I don't either. I think, like, if you are pulling me by my waist back down into the chair mm-hmm. when I'm getting up, that's a huge, like, hi, I'm a red flag. How are you? Yeah, I that's mean. That's really dangerous. Yeah. Uh, so Chance is upset. He's, like, fucking with Reel's hat, like, trying to, like, tip it off of him. Reel's like, don't, oh, yeah. don't touch my hat. And then Chance is like, all right, well, I'm going to go leave to see my horses. <laughs> And then it's like my favorite scene of the, the whole The best episode. scene. It's so good. <laughs> so he goes to the stables and he's like walking through the stables and just like petting the horses through like their little like, I don't know, stable. I guess I, I said stable too many times just then. Say stable again. <laughs> stable. Um, and he just talks about how the horses always calm him down. And he, at one point he like leans into the horse as he like stroking its cheek and he's like, I love you, man see okay imagine coming at this when you don't realize that this is their childhood ranch. <laughs> just like, i get if you have an immediate connection to animals it's hilarious but... either way either in either scenario this is just so funny to watch <laughs> like it makes more sense like if you've had a history mm-hmm. of like being having this horse and growing up with it but like i'm sitting here thinking that this is the first time chance has ever met this horse and he just needed a moment the music in the background is like really calming and soothing and sweet and he's like having this moment with this like stranger ass horse Um, and so then he says, uh, in his talking head, he says that most animals put me at ease, period. Not little rinkadink birds and shit like that. Maybe an exotic <laughs> bird like an owl or an eagle. <laughs> rinkadink birds. <laughs> it's just, I do really love how he describes things and how he tries to, like, just relay any kind of information. It, it's really, it's really entertaining. It was so good. Yeah, that was the best scene ever, just watching him with the horses. <laughs> And the editing was excellent. 
I, I really appreciated it. Uh, so New York and Real take their walk, um, and she kind of just like reassures him that she hasn't forgotten about him. But Real says that he has real feelings for her, and it makes him want to back off before he starts to get hurt. And then New York, Which, of course, like takes that wrong. Of course. And she's like, oh, so you don't want to fight for me? Which is all that she wants. She wants the drama. Mm-hmm. And then in his talking head, he says that he has a lot of deep feelings for Tiffany. Again, he says Tiffany. So, like, I don't know. Like, he's using her real name consistently. You know, I always question the gen- the genuinity. Is that a word? The genu- the genuineness? <laughs> genuinity? I don't know. We'll say, I always sin- question- we'll say sincerity. I always – no, I want to use the word genuine. Okay. <laughs> I always question whether their feelings and how they – talk about their feelings on the show is genuine because it is a reality tv mm-hmm. show but when he uses like uses her government name he says tiffany and when they are like literally crying and sobbing i'm like wow is were they actually feeling something and in new york to this day still says she actually fell for flavor flay like she actually fell in love with him mm-hmm. which is like okay maybe you did but it just, I always will kind of wonder. It's always like, going to be a mystery for me. It's like, how real were you real? Yeah. I mean, I don't know, because he seems really sincere. He seems genuine in this. Um, and if there's anyone who's being, like, real, it's actually, I think it's him. Yeah. So New York even says in Talking Head, like, I can look deep into Real's puppy dog eyes, and I can see that he <laughs> loves me, and that scares me. So then I... that's when they're walking back up together from their walk, Sister Patterson and Claudia are watching them. Mm-hmm. And that's when Sister Patterson's commenting on how good <laughs> they look together and how how beautiful their babies would be. And so then that's when the editors come in and we get a, a picture of New York, a picture of Real. We get their faces, like they go into the center and sort of mesh together and it po- out pops Flav's head. And then it's super, <laughs> Flavor Flav. <laughs> superimposed on a baby's body. <laughs> I can't. I cannot. I had to pause and just laugh for like five minutes. It's so shady and hilarious. And (laughs) I just love this style of editing that they had back in like the mid 2000s. Whoever was doing this at VH1. I wonder what they're doing now because this is just excellence. They knew that they needed to make fun of just the hilarity in the show and just the craziness. And I really appreciated that. Because it just makes it that much more hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, so Chance comes walking back up, and Sister Patterson, for some reason, takes this moment to say, it's been a perfect day. Here's a toast to life. I also have to say that Sister Patterson's facial expressions is my whole mood. All of her facial expressions, especially the ones she makes towards Chance, are iconic. And I don't know why that they are not more prevalent in like the meme scene. <laughs> They're so good. They're just like the uh, the side eye of all side eyes. I really love it. Yeah, we have like New York gifts in abundance all over the internet. We need some more Sister Patterson content. We do. We need it. So Claudia says in her little talking head here that she would love to have uh, New York as a daughter-in-law. So that's very sweet. I don't know if she actually believes that or not, but whatever. Um, and so then, like, this is actually genuinely heartwarming, the thing that happens next. So Claudia goes over to, like, 
real enchants and they're sort of stepped aside from everyone and she says you know like new york's a beautiful girl and i know you guys are competing but you have to remember that you're brothers and your family you need to be kind to one another because it'll break my heart and she starts crying and then chance starts crying because ever since he was a little kid whenever his mom cries he cries like it's so sweet and touching yeah, which goes back to that whole thing about whether they're what they feel and how they act is genuine because like that moment was looked really genuine and felt really genuine. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, she just like really cares about her boys. Was, and then Real and Chance even like walk up together and mm-hmm. they talk about like life is crazy and a journey. It has ups and downs, and you know this won't be the last time you cry. And you know we're not going to be broken apart. We're brothers. And like it's. It was so beautiful that I, like, cried watching it the second time when I was, like, actually really watching it and paying attention to it. And I'm, like, almost yeah. choking up just now, like, talking about it. It's so actually beautiful. It's especially given, like, what happens yes. later I on. Know. I, yes, yeah. I know. Yes, I know. It- <laughs> I'm, like, genuinely about to cry because of how beautiful that moment was. And it was on I Love New York. <laughs> but, like, this is the kind of brotherly love, the kind of, like, brotherly love that needs to exist between brothers. Mm-hmm. So it, it is a good example that we have in the the annals of TV history. Yeah, yeah. That's, like, some beautiful, like, non-toxic, just, like, really mm-hmm. lovely, like, masculinity. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that so much. And coming from Chance, of all people, too. I know, yeah. But it's, like, he, deep down, he's just a softy. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's fine. It's good. Um, So New York and Sister Patterson kind of see them. And she says, New York and her talking head, that it doesn't change her opinion on chance. Um, And she says, soldiers cry and dogs cry and doves cry and I cry. We cry. We all fucking cry. I was like, do dogs cry? Do they? I don't know. I don't know. But doves cry. Doves cry. That's true. And soldiers. Soldiers cry. I think, but I think also there, th- in this show at the time is it is early two thousands. She was a little. Her and Sister Patterson were just a little homophobic, a little mm-hmm. bit like, a little insensitive to you know the idea of men crying, for mm-hmm. example, or the idea of men being a little feminine, especially with like. 12 pack remember him as a contestant yeah that whole thing the fact that he had ever performed in gay strip clubs because he seemed like a man who was very comfortable with his sexuality and like he's just like this is my body people respond to it and i can make money off of it yeah and that was just like an absolute deal breaker for new york yeah and i was like yikes yeah i thought it was surprising that she like didn't have a negative opinion towards chance crying so maybe Mm -hmm. that says something about her actual feelings towards him yeah maybe so then we get the next scene. It's the next day, and Tango's mom arrives. Um, so Tango is really excited about it. He's a big mama's boy, um, and New York says that she's really excited to meet Tango's mom because he's just a lot more mature than Chance and real. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> another solid gold line. She's like, you know, turtles live a lot longer than humans. I don't know. Why so does she say it? That's the thing that you have to watch the entire season for the context, but it started with, like, I think I think it started with White Boy. I'm not sure. But the other contestants, or maybe Chance even, consistently refer to to Tango as a ninja turtle. (laughs) They say that he looks like Donatello, and they call him a ninja turtle. And so, like, a few different times, different people, including New York, will be like, his ninja turtle looking ass. (laughs) Oh, now I'm picturing Tango, and I just can't unsee that. Okay. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to hold on to that for a bit. 
Um, so New York and Sister Patterson come downstairs to meet Paula, uh, and New York tells them that today they're going to go have tango lessons. And Paula, like, claps, and she's really excited, so that's really cute. Yeah, she used to be a dancer. It's really cute. Yeah, and so Paula seems like a perfectly lovely lady. She's maybe in her, what you would say, like, maybe late 50s. She has gray at the temples, yeah. but, like, her skin is really, like, clear and, like, not wrinkly. Like, she looks, you know. Yeah. She's aging well. She's just letting her hair go gray a little bit. Right. Uh, and But New York, like you mentioned earlier, likes to judge mm-hmm. people based on their appearances. Yeah, she says um, she'd rather have Claudia as a mother-in-law because like she says at least she knows how to put on makeup and look like a female and doesn't live, look like she lives in the kitchen full time and I was like whoa New York I know <laughs> that's really mean and shitty of you to say yeah and New York and uh Sister Patterson Sister Patterson especially like has they have a lot of like really disgusting fat phobic comments yeah there I'm sure New York has a lot of internalized fat phobia because of the way that she's treated by her mom um that a lot was, like, to unpack a whole thing on like the first season of flavor of love was new york's Mm -hmm. like how she was gaining weight because she was stress eating at night and when her mom came to visit she was like look at you tiffany oh i oh i forgot about that yeah yeah oh yeah absolutely so it's a lot uh but that's just kind of who they are so they take a limo they go they take a normal limo i noticed not a hummer stretch limo Um, I know, like, why is it not also a Hummer limo? Did y'all run out of budget? The Hummer limo makes more sense for, like, an in-town excursion than driving it two hours away. Right. So they go to the dance studio, um, and that's where Tango says he got his nickname from his mom because she used to be a professional dancer. Mm -hmm. So they're going to learn how to do the ballroom tango, and for some reason, Tango just dances with his mom while New York and Sister Patterson look on and, like, never dance at all this entire time. It was really awkward, and the, and then New York got all jealous about it. She's like, I'm a jealous-ass bitch. Yep. <laughs> and she she wanted to be the one dancing with Tango. But, like, it is kind of weird that they never, like, switch up partners or try something different. Mm-hmm. Like, at least could have they could have done that. I mean, if they did, the editors cut it out. But, yeah, yeah. it just looks really awkward. Um, also, Tango is not a very good dancer. New York says, mm-hmm. Tango does not know how to tango. He's very stiff and can't take direction. How are you going to have a name like that and no rhythm? Uh, yeah, and this is apparently, like, she was acting like this was a big part of her decision. And it's like, well, okay, he doesn't know how to dance, but you gave him this nickname because it was the nickname his mom gave him, so, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so they, Sister Patterson and New York, sit over to the side and then start to discuss Paula some more. Uh, <laughs> so they say this, like, they have this kind of weird exchange New York's like, she's everything we're not. And Sister Patterson's like, yeah, I wouldn't want to ruin her. Um, And she says that she can't totally be herself around her because she's much, much, much older than she is. And you have (laughs) to give the elderly respect. (laughs) She's not. We all know that. Right. So like I said, Paula's like maybe in her late 50s. Just if she dyed her hair, like if she didn't have the gray at her temples, she'd look really, you know, probably the same age as Sister Patterson. Yeah. And New York was like, you don't want to help her in the car and push her around in a wheel her around in a wheelchair <laughs> she's like, like why would sister patterson be the one doing that i know she's like you don't want to have to be rolling her into the handicap bathroom <laughs> it's like what why is this a thing that you got uh, it was very weird it was a weird conversation it was just like they're just trying 
to pull at anything to just like really trash on poor Paula. Yeah. When she didn't deserve it and she was so sweet. Paula's, Paula's nothing but nice the entire time. Poor yeah. Paula. I feel so bad for I'm... her. And what happens next? Oh. <laughs> so after the tango lesson, they all go out for lunch. Um, I will say tango, at least real and chance, were, they were 100% being themselves. Like they were not afraid to like fight and act up in front of like New York and both of their moms. Yeah. Um, but Tango is just really awkward and he is not really giving New York any attention. New York says to Tango that she really likes him and he just kind of like awkwardly laughs and is like, so how are you doing, mom? <laughs> yeah, I, but I can un- totally understand why he's acting that way. I think he definitely feels that his mom wasn't clicking with New York and her mom mm-hmm. and they didn't really like have a lot in common. They weren't really talking. So, yeah. It, yeah it's not great um and then new york uh starts to kind of just make things take a nosedive she really like directs this how the rest of the lunch goes so oh yeah first she announces that uh tango tried to leave her three or four nights ago and so that's when we get another flashback to that previous episode where they were getting into a fight um and then as she's like you know she was swearing she apologizes to paula she says sorry moms uh, which I felt Flav in that moment. She was really channeling Flav by calling Tango's mom moms. Mm, you might be right here. And I, I think she picked up on how he acted to get the attention that he wanted. Mm-hmm. But she also like knows exactly how to get attention, how to just stir things up. Yep. So Sister Patterson is like shocked. I mean, at least say what you will about what she says behind people's back she does at least have some social graces um so she's not gonna say that in person actually i'm so curious i wonder what sister patterson's sign is i think i've looked this up before but i don't remember so i'm like is she a gemini i think i feel like she's a virgo she'll talk behind your back and then she'll november 17th oh she's a scorpio ass bitch that makes sense I think that's said actually in Flavor of Love. I'm pretty sure New York says, like, my mom's a Scorpio, so she's very intense. Well, she's not wrong. That's very <laughs> fitting. 100% on brand. And you, of course, know that Tiffany HBIC mm-hmm. Pollard is. Oh, she's the head bitch in charge Capricorn. Yep. <laughs> I stand. She's goals. She's the Capricorn I could never be. <laughs> Don't say that. You can strive to one day be the HBIC can i take over the hbic crown maybe i can do that new york will like pass it to you pass it off to you my life would be complete (laughs) nothing would make me happier um so sister patterson pissed off at new york for talking like that and she says you need to cut out that language and apologize to paula right now paula's just like oh i'm just observing (laughs) because like what else do you (laughs) say in that moment (laughs) she's just very uncomfortable very uncomfortable right now so I was I was talking to my friend Kelsey, who everyone the listeners should know from my Bad Girls Club episode, and you should know from our friendships. <laughs> Hello, Kelsey. Wait, who's Kelsey? <laughs> uh, I was talking to Kelsey the other day, and I was observing that watching these shows as an adult, it's a lot easier to guess what curse words they're saying behind the bleeps. Oh yeah, because I didn't have the context clues as a child. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I'm pretty sure, based on like the way that her mouth moves when it's bleeped out, that she says to Kala or Kala, she says to Paula, "I'm sorry, I'm just being a big psychotic cunt." Is that what she said? Because it doesn't look like she said "bitch." 
Yeah, I remember I couldn't tell what her mouth was forming. Ooh, wow. So that like is really intense if that's what she <laughs> actually said at the at the lunch table. Well, she did say she was bored. She said I was bored, so I ruined lunch purposely yes. and it was fun. Yeah, she's I was like, like Tango's mom was boring me. She's like a brick wall, plain and big. Yeah. <laughs> I was bored, which... so I ruined lunch purposely and I had fun doing it. I'm like, okay, New York. <laughs> Um, I love too in this moment because like New York is like giggling like a crazy person and Sister Patterson is like shook and she's like you are acting sporadic and erratic. <laughs> I was like that is a that is a tagline that's that's something to take with me. Sporadic and erratic. Um, and she's, at this point too, Sister Patterson ac- accuses Chance of getting a hold of her. I guess because oh, she's acting yeah. wild. Like Chance does. Mm-hmm. And so she says, well, he's been with me every night. And Paula's still right there. <laughs> I feel so bad for this woman. And even at this point, Tango is like, "I'm this is awkward. Yeah, because Tango's just sitting right there. Mm-hmm. She's talking about how, like, she's like, oh, Chance is exciting and fun and I love him. And Tango's like, he's unstable. He's ignorant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he's like, he, they're just there to promote their album. Yeah, so that's where he accuses him of being a performer because they're always talking about the stallion airs. And then, mm-hmm. this is where Sister Patterson just now realizes that it's a musical group and they haven't just been talking about stallions this entire time. Really? Really? <laughs> she didn't know that? Yes. <laughs> She's like, oh, I thought they were talking about stallions. <laughs> I did not know that. Oh, my God. <laughs> So New York and her mom argue about Chance some more. Um, Sister Patterson again brings up that he looks like he's going to be an abuser. And Tango even says, you know, it's only a matter of time before he does something to you that you don't want him to do. And New York's like, oh, he's already had. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, has he, New York? Yeah, she's like, oh, he's told me to shut up. He's taken things out of my mouth. He's slammed me around a little bit. Like, ugh. And she has said on other interviews that she likes it rough. Which, okay, fine, no kink shame. Right, like, but that's like, fine. But take that into the bedroom with, like, risk aware, yes. confirm, like, like consent and... Yes. Like, it, it's not okay if he is, like, slamming you around or whatever you said. That Like, that's genuinely frightening. Yeah. And again, they cut back over to Paula, who's, like, just sitting there. Imagine <laughs> you're out on a on a date with your, your son, his quote-unquote girlfriend her mom and she's talking about this other man that she's like sleeping with who's slamming her around and how much she likes it (laughs) poor paula that's all i have to say about this moment she i really feel bad for her she really just had the worst time they they went to like she was having she was having fun when she was like tango dancing with tango Mm -hmm. she was like having a cute little dance moment with her son and then they had I'm sure their lunch was really nice and then she had to sit through all of that cringe I feel really bad for her yeah um so (laughs) sister Patterson's upset because of this whole conversation she kind of tells Tango to like handle it when it gets back to the house or that she will so I think she wants Tango to beat up Chance but he's Tango is so not the the guy that's ever going to beat anyone up he's seems like a pacifist he's He's just I'll talk I could see him, oh, like, yeah. talking about it, but I couldn't see him actually doing it. Yeah. Well, I okay. will say, I like, say good for Mr. Boston. He at least, like, went after Chance in the ring. Mm, oh, that's true. 
Um, so that's when Sister Patterson has her talking head about, she's like, oh, I need to see Chance when I get home. I'm going to go into my big black bag of tricks. I can't tell you what's in that bag, but something awesome I'm going to pull out. Like, you're just having the a grand old time, Sister Patterson. You're like, I'm going to get rid of this fool one way or another. Mm-hmm. So they all go back to the mansion, and New York says goodbye to Paula, and she says in her little talking head voiceover that, I think Tango's mom was scared of me. I think she was afraid to speak her mind. She just did not want any of New York. I don't blame her. (laughs) Yeah, and then what did Paula say? I don't know if it was in her talking head or to Tango directly. It was in her talking head. It was like a last little exit interview, and she was like, oh, if he's prepared to deal with New York and her mother, then fine. But if he's not, I want him to run as fast as he can to the border. <laughs> to the like the border. The border. That's, she's like, that's where he she he should run. Get out of the country, dude. <laughs> I think it was just like the nicest possible way that Paula is trying to tell Tango, like, please run. Yes. Please do not get into she's this like, relationship. If you're not ready for all of this, then you need to get out now. Yeah. So she was very much not. She was not about that at all. So later on, all three of the guys are sitting together, and Sister Patterson comes up to them, and she says she needs to talk to Chance individually. So <laughs> this this is where it gets so good. Oh, my God. So she takes him outside, and we see, like, we have this juxtaposition of them, like, hugging each other, mm-hmm. and she has this voiceover. She's like, I just don't like him at all, and I'm going to get Chance out of this house for good. <laughs> uh, so she's, they sit down at a, a table, and mm-hmm. she's like, you know, Chance, I like you as a person, but... You're a little bit too immature and rambunctious. And she's like, come a little closer. And he, like, scoots his chair closer. And she's like, not that close. Not that close. Makes him back up a little bit. He just goes along with all of this. He's like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's about to go down. So she pulls out this red envelope out of her black bag. And she shows it to him. And she says she has $5,000 for him to leave New York. Okay. I have a lot of questions. Where did this money come from? Is it hers or is it the producer's? Because it just seems really dramatic, like the black bag, the mm-hmm. red envelope. All this is, of course, in cash. Like, I want to understand if this was mostly her plot or if, like, it was her and the producers and the producer's like, we'll get you the cash. I, I want to know. Cynical. The cynical side of me says, like, the producers were involved. But, like, in my heart, I just want it to just be Sister Patterson scheming. I do, too. I really do, She too. really is, like, that bitch, you know? Yeah. She's, like, they, they got back from the date. And she drove her ass by herself to an ATM. And she pulls out $5,000. Yes. She's, like, I'm taking matters into my own oh, hands. Oh, no. Because she pulled out. She pulls out $10,000 because later she offers to double it when Chance isn't trying to take the bait. She was prepared. She was, which is why I I think this is the producers because she is able to double it. Or she doesn't show the $10,000. I don't know. She just says, like, I can double it. Yeah, she says, like, I can double it. And I'm like, the producers at this point are like, we don't have that. Don't double it. There's no way. Um, so I just love this because Chance is like, you're crazy. She's like, I am crazy. Yeesh, I am crazy. That's a whole like, ass Scorpio no. mood. <laughs> Whenever uh, she's like, if New- here's the deal. New York gives you a chain. You have to give it back. Doesn't matter what your excuse is. I don't care. Just give it back and leave tonight. He's like, dang, that's crazy. She's like, it is crazy. I'm crazy. I told you that when I first met you that I was crazy. <laughs> 
she warned him. Okay. She warned him. That line is like, it is crazy. I'm crazy. I told you when I first met you that I was crazy. That is something my mom would say. <laughs> I can totally see my mom saying that. I mean, I appreciate a crazy bitch when they warn people around them Mm -hmm. of their crazy bitchness like at least you own it and at least you warn other people yep um so she tries to say that you know new york isn't even into you and he's like oh yeah i don't know and she's she says goodbye and she leans down and kisses him on the lips all like slow and dangerous which was weird oh that was so weird it was very kiss and kate barlow like of holes fame oh (laughs) It, it, it's a very oddly specific uh, analogy, but it's very accurate. <laughs> That's what I specialize in. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> uh, Gemini rising things. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she like kisses him goodbye, and then he says, and he's like, that was weird, and the kiss tasted like old lady perfume. <laughs> and he calls her a crazy-ass devil woman who will try and, like, you know, do things with her devilish ways. And, of course, that means the editors have to edit in another graphic. <laughs> Sister Patterson with the horns and the red face. And she has and the goatee. Flames, and the goatee. And the flames behind her. She's like, and she's just, like, cackling. Yes. Um, and so then back inside, Chance tells Real and Tango that she tried to pay them or pay him off so that he would leave. Um, and he says, like, he's considering it, which... I if I if I heard that shit if I was real and I heard that shit and then like what happens later on in the elimination I would have been like he was considering it. <laughs> yeah, but real's not that kind of person at all. No, because he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Um, and so it's time for the elimination. New York deliberates over the guys a little bit, but the only thing that I think is significant is this that she says Chance makes her laugh like Flav used to. So there it is again. It's like was she really in love with Chance? Was she really in love with Flav? Who knows? Yeah, is she, because Chance is so polar opposite of Tango that it is like, who are you really attracted to? Are you really attracted to that kind of like really erratic, crazy ass Mm -hmm. behavior? Or do you like the stability and pacifism of Tango, of a person like Tango? She should have just picked real, because like he's a good blend of the two. It's true. Um, so the three guys are standing up front. Sister Patterson comes down the stairs first and, like, sits in her chair all menacingly <laughs> off to the side. And so then Real has a talking head where he's scared about how the elimination is going to go down because he doesn't know how New York's going to feel about two brothers, like, still being in it at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, New York makes her way down the stairs. She, like, stands in front of the men. She says, three bodies, two chains. And I write down, two chains! <laughs> two chains! Uh, so she takes the first chain out of the case, and she says that this chain is going to a man that just fits me like a glove. We match, we mesh, chance. Which is such a weird way of, like, announcing it, because I would not say that he fits her like a glove. He doesn't. He absolutely doesn't. He is, well, I would say he was opposite, but New York does act out a lot. <laughs> they're not opposites, but they're not, like, completely in synchronicity because he's the one who will like yank something out of her mouth like yank a cigarette out of her mouth or will shove her back down yeah. into a chair they're bo- they both want to be that kind of like in charge and the mm-hmm. aggressive they're they're both like really aggressive personalities they're dominant that clash yeah together. Personalities. yeah dominant so it and all you get when you just combine that to those two kinds of personalities is just like clash 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 
And I think that's also why New York has such a, like, trouble finding love throughout the Mm -hmm. series and also has kind of such different reasons for liking different guys is because she wants to be the dominant one in the relationship and call the Mm -hmm. shots, but she also wants to be, like, dominated by, like, a man who, like, turns her on. So, I don't know. She just needs to find someone who's into BDSM and can, like, (laughs) figure it out in the bedroom with her and, like, can work through that, but she can still be the one who wears the pants, like, in the daily life, who calls the shots and handles the finances and all that shit. Yeah, exactly. I would only hope that she could find that because that is what she needs, Mm -hmm. I think. So Chance steps down and he stands in front of New York and she says, you know, we've been through ups and downs already. And I'm like, that's not a good thing. You've known him for five weeks. Yeah. <laughs> They've been through so much together. It's barely been a month. That will like never not remind me of my college roommate who went on a six month anniversary trip with her boyfriend to rekindle the flame. What? Six months? Yes. And they had to rekindle. Oh, girl. Well, they're not together now. <laughs> oh, I'm shocked to find that out. They were wow. together for surprisingly long after that. So I Did guess they go the on another work. rekindle journey every the six next months. six months. Every yeah. six months. They just have to rekindle. They have to keep lighting it. <laughs> um, so New York puts the chain around Chance's neck, and then he like pauses. He looks over at Sister Patterson, and he takes the chain off. And he says he, that he needs to tell New York something and that he can't do this. He is about to, like, he was ready to make this a whole moment. I, yeah, I don't really the know theatrics are out. what his true motivations were, what he was actually going to do in this moment. Um, so he walks over to Sister Patterson. He's like, do you have what you said you have for me? Do you got what I, you said you'd have for me? And Sister Patterson's like, you, are you going to give the chain back? Give the chain back. And so it's just mm-hmm. like in this thing where it's like, He's like, you got what you said you'd have. And Sister Patterson's like, give the chain back. And then New York's Mm -hmm. like, what's going on? And they're just like going in a circle like this. And New York's like, yeah, give it back. Give it back to me because now she's pissed. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Chance won't give it back. He puts it back on and then continues to ask Sister Patterson if like she's got what he, she said she'd have. I can't say that sentence this many times in a row. It's a a tongue twister. Does she got the money? Does she have the money? You can see the envelope though. Like at one point she like has it in her hands. Um, and so New York is getting more and more upset and she even yells like, I'm the HBIC in here. Uh, so she like gets pissed. She leaves. She just like takes off through the front door. I don't know what she thought was going to happen to the rest of the elimination, like ceremony (laughs) happening. I don't think she cared at this point. And then do you, did you hear real telling chance to go after her? Yeah. It was real. Who was like, go after her, man. I know it was so sweet. Like throughout all of this real is just. The sweetheart. He uh, he stays real. Yes, he does. So Chance goes after her, and outside he tells New York that Sister Patterson offered her ten thousand dollars to leave, and he says that he was just gonna like he want he wanted to tell her he like wanted the money so he could tell her to, like put the money away and like slide his chain back on. So yeah, yeah I he, guess it was like pure theatrics that he was going for. Absolutely, he wanted to go for that drama, and he wanted to like stick it into Sister Patterson's face mm-hmm. and like make her feel like she he was gonna take the money, but then just like plot twist at the last second, and it was gonna be this whole big dramatic thing. But instead, it just pissed off New York, and he had to calm yep. her down. So she says, you know, if you weren't gonna, are you gonna leave? And he insists that he wasn't gonna leave. Um, mm-hmm. So they kiss, and he gets his chain back. And Sister Patterson is pissed that Chance is staying <laughs> and tries to leave. But New York says, like, no, 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 I need you here. I'm like, for what? Like, obviously, you're not going to take her advice. So why does she still have to sit through the rest of this? Oh. 
so it's time to move on. There's one chain left. The mm-hmm. tension builds. And instead of, like, saying anything, she's just like, Tango. Tango. She's not she's like, like, I'm tired. That yeah. was a lot. Just come, that, come get your chain. Come get your chain. Like, we're done. Wrap this up. Let's go. So then she has to say goodbye to Real. And, like, this is, again, another truly, like, touching, oh my like, God. moving, actually emotional moment where I think they're, like, speaking from their hearts. Yeah. I was feeling a little like i was tearing up a little bit i was a little bit like oh my god because she says in her talking head she's like i knew one of the brothers had to go home because i didn't want to cause any more tension in their family and i feel like maybe she actually felt like that like after seeing both of them interacting with her with their mom there she's like i can't i can't pull this family apart which is really um thoughtful of her Mm -hmm. and considerate of her to to do that and says that real might be too sensitive for a woman like herself which may be like real does seem like a sensitive soul maybe but also he might be he might have been like that grounding that she yeah that's true um and so she kisses him goodbye calls him a wonderful man and Mm -hmm. sister patterson says it broke her heart that real was going home and not his brother um and then chance starts to cry because his brother's going home i was surprised to just to see all of this going down like chance straight up is crying just like sobbing Mm -hmm. he's so upset and then it makes real cry and like real is like building him up and he's like it's your time to shine it's so sweet (laughs) and then tango has a talking head he's like real and chance are shedding all these tears you two live in the same house you'll see each other in a few days laughing so hard Ugh. i was kind of like i i had them i saw them cry and i was like oh and then it cuts to tango who just makes fun of them and then and then i just start cackling i'm like he's right they're just gonna <laughs> see each other soon yeah and so real has his last little like talking head exit interview and he starts crying but he even says like deep in his heart he thought that his brother was like the right man for new york yeah which i'm like well you say that, but I think also you were falling for her and you wanted to be with her. Yeah, because he really <clears throat> is. Like, he's he's feeling it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the guys say goodnight to Sister Patterson. New York sobs a little bit, and then she goes and she hugs both of them. Chamo brings out the champagne, and then New York makes the announcement that they are going to be leaving tomorrow for Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a beautiful vacation uh, she spills a little bit of champagne on her lip, and then Tango, like, brushes it off, and then she sucks on his finger very sexually. Oh, God. That was so weird. So, the, the, I don't know if you watched this episode, but, like, a few episodes before this, her and Chance went on a one-on-one date to, they, like, went to this cooking class. Mm-hmm. And at one point, she did, like, the same thing to him and, like, very dramatically sucked some, like, condiment off of his finger. Oh yeah, and then um, more than once, it, it there the show in general like cut to her and Chance eating strawberries or something, and she just makes like all these sucking noises and moans Ish. like eating strawberries. Yes. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> um, and so yeah, that basically is it. The episode just ends with New York telling the guys to go pack. Yeah, stallionaires for life. Stallionaires for life. All right, let's do a quick where are they now. Um, so let's just start with real because mm-hmm. we, like, don't want, like, to end on a bummer. Um, I'll go into all of the things that he did with Chance 
when I go through Chance's stuff, but obviously he has passed away. So he was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer in 2013, passed away on February 21st, 2015. Um, and he's survived by his wife or his widow. Her name was Raquel. I, yeah, I did see that. And he, <laughs> he died at 33. Yeah. Really That's... young so young that's terrifying and he had a son as well um so just you know get your cancer screening done go to the, your regular checkups everyone well, when are men supposed to be screening for colon cancer doesn't that not start until like 40 or 50 well, i know prostate cancer is like in your oh 40s, yeah but colon cancer i guess can affect anyone at any time i don't know man but, stay healthy y'all yeah. drink your water and stuff <laughs> eat your greens eat your greens um so unfortunately real has passed which is so sad just like going back and watching the season because he genuinely is such a good person and i really like wish the best for him at the end of this episode i did too and there was somewhere where um i don't know if he said it but he somebody said that he just wanted to like live life to the fullest because he never knew you know he Mm -hmm. never knew when it was going to take him. I can't remember where I saw that, but um, it was, it, it really makes me sad that he passed away. Yeah. That's tragic. Um, so Chance, he released music with Real and his other brother as the Stallionaires, like we mentioned. Uh, Chance went to compete on I Love Money in 2008. And then he and Real got a spinoff show, Real Chance of Love, which mm-hmm. ran for two seasons. Um, also, in 2010, he and Real did a show called Real and Chance, The Legend Hunters, where they hunt for mythical creatures such as Bigfoot and Hogzilla. What? I what? Up, it's on YouTube, and I'm really excited to watch it. <laughs> I did not know this. I had no idea. Oh, my God. I just, like, because watching them together, like, they have the kind of synergy that's really funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay. I never watched Real Chance at Love because I, cause I was kind of over the the reality shows by that point, um, and I didn't mm-hmm. have that much of a connection to them, but mm-hmm. I really want to go back and watch that, and then I really want to watch The Legend Hunters. Real Chance at Love was good. I watched it. Uh, so Chance also reunited with New York on the 2016 uh, show TV One, The Next 15, which mm-hmm. was showed the lives of six former reality TV stars whose careers were fading, which is a little bit shady. <laughs> and you know, like, Karamo was on that show? Oh, really? Yeah, because I watched The Next 15 when I was looking up, like, what Tiffany was up to, because uh, she had a really hilarious moment in that show, um, which we could talk about or not, but yeah, Karamo is on that show, too. Because he was in the real world, wasn't he? Was he? I, I don't know. I think that's where he's from. I think he was in one of the seasons, like, the earlier seasons of The Real World. I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't know that's... that Karamo had a background at all. So that's why he was on, like, the the washed-up show. And then he's like, fuck you guys. I'm going to go get on this hit Netflix series. Nice. Good for Karamo. Um, so Chance in New York wasted no time in briefly reigniting their romance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did So I didn't watch this. I didn't look this up. So y- yeah. do you want to talk about what happened? Uh, In the last 15? Yeah. I didn't really see much of anything other than them talking to each other. It quickly devolves into innuendos. Mm, okay. I think they were talking about, 
I don't, they were talking about get hooking up again. Okay. So, yeah, that's kind of what I just figured. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I found on Chance was that in November 2017, he was attacked by a monkey in Thailand while filming a documentary. I saw that, too. <laughs> I did find some. Oh, so maybe you didn't find this part. Did you find him on Instagram? Uh, no, I didn't look him up on Instagram. Okay. So he has an Instagram. It's private. But uh, there's a link in his bio. Um, in October 2019, he announced um, a new show, Last Chance at Romance. So I heard about that. So I looked that up because I had heard about Last Chance at Romance, and I Googled it, but I couldn't find anything that said it was, like, still on and definitely happening. Oh, yeah. I didn't know, like, I didn't see a release date or anything. It's just something that he was working on. But it was just, like, it's this link in his bio. So he I... definitely wants this to happen i hope that it's it stays happening i need to look this up right now maybe it comes out with a stallionaire's reboot (laughs) i can only hope please stallionaire's chance last chance at romance.com Ooh, the official casting site what if i went on that oh yeah did you see the premise of the show he's basically going to uh it's the it's the show is centered around people who slide into his dms and he's going to, like, oh follow up on that, and that's the whole, like, that's hilarious. show. Okay, well, I'm going to request to follow him. We'll see if I get in there. I did. I did, I almost did that, but then I, like, took it back because I was like, oh, shit, what if he that thinks – what if he thinks that I'm trying to, like, be on the show <laughs> by requesting to follow him? Okay, let me make sure I request to follow him from my podcast Instagram and not my actual Instagram because that yeah. way he'll know that I'm just here to network. <laughs> okay. Um – and so that's basically it with chance. So mm-hmm. hopefully, last chance with romance, last chance at romance is moving forward. Uh, we can we'll, only hope. We'll be excited to see how that develops. Mm-hmm. And then Tango. So Tango broke up with New York at the reunion, like I mentioned. Uh, mm-hmm. He is currently CEO and president of Tanline Media. He's on Instagram and Twitter as at this is Tango, just kind of doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, his Wikipedia says that he's become a spokesperson for various charities and foundations across the country, such as the Jules Burt Foundation for Autism. But I don't know why he would be doing that. Like, does he have any connection to the cause? Maybe. Who knows? Maybe he's just really passionate about it. Maybe. Um, and then I didn't want to do New York because I've already talked about her when I did the Flavor of Love episode. So, I'm going to do the Sister Patterson's Where Are They Now? <laughs> oh, please. Oh, my God. So I didn't look up Sister Patterson at all, so I'm interested. She was on I Love New York Season 2. She also made appearances on New York Goes to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And then in 2016, she appeared with Tiffany on Family Therapy with Dr. Jen. And then in late April 2016, she, uh, Tiffany and Dr. Jen appeared as guests on Steve Harvey where Sister Patterson fought with host Steve Harvey and made insensitive remarks about her daughter's miscarriage. Whoa. Yeah. I didn't look this up because it seemed like a lot, um, but I think I eventually want to, you know, as time goes on and, like, my my rate of, like, my range of dates expands, I'm mm-hmm. going to eventually get to, like, the family therapies and, like, the marriage boot camps and things like that. And uh, I'm interested to see how they act her- on this. Yeah, her moment with um, where New York blows up on Sister Patterson on Family Therapy. I watched that, and that was intense. Like, New York was finally calling her out for, like, treating her like a little girl and, like, a five-year-old. And New York was like, I just want you to support me as a woman for the decisions I'm making within my career and in my life. And I'm like, wow. Like, this is some real shit. It is. And I'm like, I hope that they kind of mended something in their relationship mm-hmm. because she really was just calling her out. 
All right, so that ends it with the where are they nows. Um, so the last question is, does it hold up? Is it worth a rewatch? What All would the you time. Say? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Every time. That's like an every couple of years rewatch. It really, Absolutely. It's so good. It is. It's bad, but it's so good. Yeah, it's just like classic train wreck reality TV that you can't get enough of. It's so good. Yeah. I mean, even if someone didn't watch this and doesn't have the nostalgia factor, would you say it's worth going back and looking up? Yes, because it's so entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> and even like even now you could watch it and be like, oh, that's you. Get, there's a lot of yikes moments like, oh, that wouldn't hold up today. And but like New York has still she still is present in reality TV mm-hmm. all over and she you know hasn't been canceled or anything for the things that she said in the kind of like she's like slightly homophobic and slightly fat phobic comments that she's made like people still love her yep. they still want more of new york she's still the hbic yep that's her instagram handle is tiffany hbic pollard so mm-hmm. and i'm here for that yep all right well i think that wraps it up then um raquel do you have anything to plug or anything people to follow where people can follow you at all or anything like that uh no don't follow me on social media great <laughs> go follow tiffany the hbic pollard um if you do want to hear more of raquel go listen to our episode on halloween town on my other podcast decom and carry on yep and then if you like this podcast please leave it a five-star rating and review because that really would help me a lot um subscribe tell a friend about it you can find me on Facebook at Snapback to Reality Podcast, on Instagram at Snapback to Reality Pod, or at Really underscore Riley. And you can send me an email at snapbackpodcast at gmail.com. And Raquel, thank you again so much for doing this with me. This is a lot of fun. Absolutely. Thank you so right. much for having me. I love this show so much. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.